From Hong Kong, this is Maya Kupa, the Lessons Learned from Startups podcast, based on the Postmortem Conference, where founders, investors, lawyers, and mentors share their stories about working on, with, or for startups. I'm Jeffrey Brewer, and today we talk to Leo Wong, a Hong Kong University of Science and Technology graduate that straight out of university started SenseBeat, a OMV app and Yudong app that raised 1 million US dollars while still in college. Welcome, Leo. Thank you for having me. Leo, you were still in college and you were doing a startup and you were able to raise 1 million US dollars. Um, a lot of listeners probably will be now very jealous and will probably want to hear, how did you do that? <laughs> so in hindsight, I'm also thinking that like, um, you know, luck and um, hustling, you know, mostly um, hustling, I would say in the first place, because like I do not know anybody, um, um, the VC world, the fundraising world. So just got to, you know, knock on doors, keep knocking it um, until someone replies. So there's a lot, um, just a lot of factors um, in it, um, I think mainly because like we had a you know pretty good team and then we were able to build something you know, quite interesting um at that time and and then just um you know keep building the products to the point that where we get you know a little bit of traction and when we don't have money then we thought oh you know we need money so where to um to go and um, one way is to uh, monetize the product that we were building, but it it was a bit difficult because it's not yet um, ready to be monetized, and and then so the other way would be oh okay there's something called um, fundraising like you know asking for um, you know someone to to invest um, so that's how it all got started. So, but you're you're still a student, right? And yeah, uh, how how did you come up with yeah the idea to start a startup? Because was that like a an internal uh, university program, or was that something that was annoying you and nobody um, uh, had something that you wanted to use, or how did that idea came to fruition? So the idea came to me, I think, when I was um, year two. Um, yeah, year two, second semester, and then where I was, you know, in an exchange to Spain, and then I, and when I go to, you know, when I went to different places, there, you know, I often listen to, like, different songs, so I was thinking, oh, you know, it would be awesome to kind of um, share to my, <coughs> excuse me, to sh it would be awesome to share with my friends like you know what i'm seeing and you know with the um, music that i'm listening to in one clip so that's how the the idea came but at that time because i don't have um, um technical background so i would need um you know a team be able to kind of uh, pull this off so i was like drawing prototype and stuff and um it was it was a very like interesting beginning and then you know um Coming back to my uni, was able to find some um, people, like-minded people, to work together. It took us, it took me some time to find like you know um, co-founders, so-called. Like, um, actually, like quite a few months because you know nobody really wanted um, to join because it's like very risky, and then you know, like working with these 
you know, like pretty crazy, stupid person. Like, <laughs> like where, what I'm getting myself into, you know, they would be like, so, so yeah, so that's how it um, all got started. Uh, okay, then because you had that idea as a mm. as a founder, mm. at that point you reached out to professors at your school or did you at that point rent, go into a program that they already had for students to become acquainted with something that's has something to do with entrepreneurship or was it just yourself trying to hustle your way uh, reach out to people who you knew already in in university yeah i think at that time it was mostly um um myself that you know went to different places because i don't think the um like the entrepreneurship kind of atmosphere was that strong at at that time and so i didn't like bother to do much like you know and so i just think oh maybe i should just like do it myself like do it by myself to go to um you know people and and friends to tell them about the idea and then to find people that can go it together it was a super interesting um, moment because you know in in um, the uni uh, it was there was a, a lot of work so um, we need to decide whether to like stick with we have to decide on one thing like it's impossible to kind of on one end it's like handling the schoolwork plus the startup-ish at that time when it's like not yet formed company and stuff so we had to decide and so we were thinking oh like this is a great opportunity you know very interesting and um so i persuaded uh, t- the other two co-founders um to join um and at that time yes i did um go to different professors but that's mainly on like some a, a bit of like the technical stuff and a bit on the um, you know marketing stuff um and they 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 um they were very help- helpful um because I, mean, I think they they might be thinking oh like you know not many people are doing it so would be interesting to see what these students like <laughs> be able to do so then i just kept talking and enjoying different um uh, competitions as well because that's because at that time i was thinking oh that's like the one of the very few ways that i could um learn more from the you know people who have done that and you know, as um, advisors and so on um so that's how we gradually got kind of um started and then you know um another story is like we basically skip you know one whole semester of of classes because um w- when we decided that we go for the startup um kind of direction then we have to like somehow <laughs> somewhat like stop um the, the school work so we just went to the um, first class the midterm and finals and managed to get a you know pass and continue to work on our, our stuff and then Gradually, we interview more people and then get more people involved and then to grow the team bigger and bigger. And then um, for um, the marketing team, for the technical team and the design team as well. And then um, joining and, and then we're looking for some other ways to kind of um, expand and join and, and find more um, users. So we were joining like incubations and um and and so on so yeah so i think yeah there's an incubation program in hong kong called um cyberport and it's an interesting story where uh when we were still in college and then basically they were saying that we are like they were saying oh we have not um accepted um like a college team before i need to double check if you guys are like you know able to eligible (laughs) eligible to join so so yeah i was quite surprised i'm not like saying they're not they were not doing their the job but it's just like 
oh wow like why why is that and then like i kept persuading them like hey like you know we we we, 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 we like students but then we're not actually like students because we're not not like you know going to classes and so on we have a lot of time in like working we put a lot of time in and effort in, into this so uh, eventually they did you know let us join yeah that was also the time that i uh, first met you at cyberport i think so yes yes yes, yes. yes. Just for the listeners, uh, what exactly is a OMV app and Yudong app? Yeah, so um, so at first we we were um, like a tool where people can select a portion of music to be put on a picture to share to different social media. So that was like the first version of of the um, uh, products, and then gradually it morphs into. Uh, more sophisticated one with like video and stuff. So basically, is OMV is um, uh, stands for like Oh My Video. So basically, <laughs> we're, we're thinking like what what should be the name. So we ended up this like OMV, um, OMG. Um, so basically, it's similar to that, but it's attaching like a um, portion of music to videos and then forming a social uh, network. Uh, in itself, it's sort of like the early version of like TikTok actually, where People can you know, just record a um, video or import a video that they have and then add the portion of music that they like. And then they can share it in the network itself or in different social media. Okay. As I said, Cyberport is here in Hong Kong, a well-known uh, incubator slash yeah, support program. Uh, you get some uh, reimbursement schemes, you get some workspace, that right. kind of thing. But you were still a student. As you said, yeah. How was that at that point? Also looked upon by your friends and your family, mm. and what were they thinking? Like, he's what is he doing? Like, he should be studying. He should be working on his future. Uh, what What was their reaction? Yeah. So, so I didn't tell my parents at first um, because I, you know, I I was thinking I um not I was not sure like how much work that is going to be like how effortful that is going to be so i thought mm, maybe i should just try first um and then like for um, a period of time um like my mother she was asking me hey like you know you have you have not been like going to you know schools and classes like what's going on and then i um show her that what i'm doing and stuff so um, the, for for my family, they are like very very supportive. You know, this is like one of the um things that I'm super super grateful for, and um, they're still like very supporting like to this day, it's like all the way from the start to now. And then they're like, oh, if you are doing something that um, they're saying that if if I'm doing something that I think would make an impact uh, um, to some other people's life and generally like positive then they would be like very supportive of uh, of me and for my friends yeah like they they are like very supportive as well like you know in their early days if i need some like copywriting help um some like friends will help and then if you need some like polish on in testing of the products uh, you know they will be the first to to really like yeah hey, uh, you know i can help to test and they were throwing out oh like you know these are the, uh, the list of bugs that i find <laughs> so so yeah like uh, this is something that i um super really um grateful for okay and then you're still in college you're 
getting some funding, uh, you're building a team. We even went on a trip to South by Southwest. Yes, 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 yes. yes. That was also uh, an a interesting lot of trip. A lot of barbecues. A lot of free in, uh, barbecues. A lot of barbecues in, in, uh, in Austin, Texas. Yeah. What were, for instance, at that point also for a program like the Cyberport, your, your key takeaways from uh, using a kind of like an incubator program like that that helps you to yeah, grow your company? What? Mm. What your key takeaway from it? Yeah, I think there are two uh, on top of my head. The first one is definitely like the um, the financial side because they provide like um, a portion of their um, reimbursement. So that definitely helped, especially we had a little bit of, uh, you know, a funding in, in the beginning. Um, so that would kind of um, increase sort of the runway. And secondly is the exposure that, they're helping the portfolio companies. So I think, yeah, these two things are um, definitely something that we cannot get if we had not been in the, um, in the program. And I, I think like if, um, you know, startups were to consider, uh, of course, like nothing is a must, but then um, since it's not like too, uh, I would say like too challenging to get in, it's always a good, you know, um, considerations if uh, you know, thinking about it. Okay. Uh, just for the perspective, uh, what was your major at uh, the university? Oh, um, it was uh, information system and marketing. Yeah. So it's a business degree. Okay. It's a double major. Yeah. 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 Okay. So while you were working on your funded startup, you mm -hmm. also had to finish school. Yeah. Yes. Yes. How how did that work out? Like was that like like twenty five hour work weeks or the work days or <laughs> what? How how did that work out? Yeah, kind of like that. So, um, so I realized like things are you know getting a bit out of control in this in the sense that um I had to take a study leave. So I was going um to my school and then telling them, oh, I you know I need to take a study leave, and they would they would be like, oh, like why are you taking a you know, study leave why why do you want to take a study leave and then i said oh i'm i'm like working on this um startup this you know is you know, doing pretty okay and you know i want to spend more time on it and then the staff um came to me and and say like hey leo um we only allow like people who will get employed by another company um that they can take study leave but it seems like you are not so um so they they would be like oh um so need to think of some other ways <laughs> i was like what <laughs> really so then afterwards i went i went back and then you know register uh not register coming I mean, like went back and then you know to print a letter by myself to write a letter by myself and then to sign myself and then to tell them that hey i hired myself <laughs> so you know let me take the study leave that's how i continue to uh, be able to take one more um study leave and then um, uh, finishing some like the the remaining credits afterwards, manage to graduate. <laughs> yeah, a, a good entrepreneur always knows how to hustle their way through bureaucracy. In, in that sense, yeah. indeed, hiring yourself, <laughs> writing a letter that you're going to hire this person, and you're signing it yourself. Yes. So that's just go down like you know, ten minutes later. Hey, I got my letter, and this is the. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So they were quite supportive of of your uh, ventures, and then of course, yeah, you still have to build 
a yeah. startup and you have to build a team and you have to build a product. Yeah. How, how did you go about, for instance, I, I don't know, like hiring your first staff or, or onboarding a, a co-founder? Because mm. that's obviously something you didn't do before. Yeah. So I knew nothing about it. And basically, I was like reading um, you know, blogs and was like looking at YouTube because I had no body to, to talk to about like uh, building a company, building a um, business, you know, from ground up. So I was basically, you know, out of like um, necessity, I would say. So uh, basically, if I think, oh, need someone to help on this side and I would do whatever I can to achieve that. And, oh, you know, if we um, need someone or um, some expertise uh, in this side and I would try to find different ways to do that. And finding co-founders definitely um, um, like one of the most difficult thing in the beginning, I, I would say. Be um, I think I spent like uh, a good few months, like almost like f I think four to five months and just to find like every basically i was telling every friends that i <laughs> that i know that i'm like doing this if they have um friends that uh with like technical background they would like to join and and f like after months they so finally um uh, found ben um, who was our cto and and then things just get a little bit easier in terms of hiring because the the first um, the, the thing that I've learned is like the first step of like things like this is like always the the hardest so I was like reminding myself oh like you know I need to you know really um, do this and afterwards it would be you know easier of course it's not like easier in the sense that you know it's like um, like actually easier but then relatively so for the hiring then we started to then we get more like um, uh, like media exposure and, and stuff so people starting to know us um, so that helps um and afterwards you know we were like you know hiring through our school of course because like a lot of great um, um people in our school so we were able to like interview and then we were uh, also going to different college um you know in hong kong to do the hiring it was very interesting because like hiring when we are still in college into you know in our union and in different um, universities like, it, I mean, this is one of my favorite part you know we're kind of like um you know sort of like pretend pretending to be like a like very like a mature kind of um um company to do like you know show and and stuff so you know like crashing the classrooms and all that but uh, yeah, those are like very fun moments how, how did you at that point in the prepare for instance like ben your co-founder did you at that point just gave him 50% equity out of the bed or like how did you get either advice or how did you made some errors there uh, i don't know in hindsight but how did you arrange those kind of things like how did you arrange that beside of course that you have to like ben and he has to have at that point of course the uh, the technical know-how to help you out on, on this journey but uh, how did you do the logistics parts of of that corporation yeah so for um starting the company it, it was not um too difficult but then like you said like the arrangement of like the structure of the company so basically we were just like googling um the kind of um like fair um shares of the company and then you know it, it was not too um 
difficult because it's like quite common to do you know um, to do that you know kind of by default so we were able to kind of agree on things very quickly because we really want to build you know start building and really like contributing what we can do for the company so you know after we basically incorporating the company with the uh, uh, the right structure and then we immediately go back to what we what we do and then um, gradually we learn more about oh like how the cap table work um, how the you know um, like fundraising work how to plan for the next um, fundraising um, and the milestones that we wanted to achieve and these other things we gradually um, through our own research and also because of the like media exposure and you know people um, also uh, believe in us because we, we genuinely want to make this happen and want to learn um, as much as I can as much as we can as well so um, you know people really uh, care about um, us you know we're, we're like super grateful about this so that so then we try to learn I mean as we go basically and then we made you know a, fabulous amount of uh, mistakes <laughs> in hindsight yeah um, where did you have like advisors for that or did some of your investors advised on that mm. or because like when you're uh, listening to you right now is it, it almost sounds like there was no cliff investing period for uh, for either of you as, as as co-founders so if at that point in the first six months something happened then at that point uh, the company would be yeah, stuck with a shareholder that's not doing anything mm. or, or or not in the picture anymore so how did you uh, handle that and 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 did you got advice on that or uh, was it the investors that gave you advice on that yeah, so um, a few different um, channels. Like one is definitely our um, investors because they like really care. Not only care about the um, uh, the company itself, more like they care about the, the people in the company. You know, and so they often um, you know gave us based on their experience about you know the, the structure and and the fundraising this part, and of among the you know like the the events and um, uh, you know, people that we met during the startup journey. Um, you know, a lot of our common friends. Um, yeah, they they are very helpful when we have um questions that we are um, pondering. They they were very often like gave um very honest um, feedback and advice about what we can consider doing. So that definitely helps. And I think, you know, being like relatively younger. Um, like a startup team um i think that in a way also um that also helped because we were like we really want to learn things maybe we're still like in um um like some sort of like survival mode because if we are not learning fast enough then the result would be like you know catastrophic so um basically we are like going to different you know, places like the startup um, uh, events or like pitching session and so on. So a lot of the time, our objective is really not to like, uh, our objective was a lot about um, learn as much as we can in situations like those. And then to see if, you know, things that we learned are suitable for, for us. And then I think our teams are, you know, we were really um, great at, you know, like picking things as we go and making mistakes and like, you know, going, um, you know, trying different things and, you know, in relatively um, like 
weird ways in the sense that you know we really wanted to try oh you know if this is something that no one is doing maybe we should do that like that sort of thing in in hindsight would you have done something different when it comes to like getting advisors or getting uh, i don't know maybe in hindsight you said like i should have read eric Ries lean startup book or in hindsight i should have like hired professional advisors or yeah. I should have gone to more postmodern conferences. That's the you know thing that I regret the most. Um, no, like, but seriously, um, I think f- f- as, you know f- very commonly um, for new startups and and like new companies in general. I think we tend to look at um, um, companies or the people that have uh, succeeded. But one thing that I learn is that. Um, different people have different ways to uh, succeed so is it becomes more important to learn um from the mistakes than how they succeed because it's just like infinite way to um succeed and you know this is like you know one of the really key things that i would do more is to really look at you know things and company as like why you know, something doesn't work um, instead only on the things that work because we often compare by um, analogy that, oh, you know, they do A and, and B and then they succeed and, you know, maybe do some similar things and then we use those examples as, you know, almost like confirmation bias to what, you know, we wanted to do. And the second thing that um, we, um, or at least I, I kind, of, kind of come to a conclusion is that like a lot of my... Uh, uh, strength are also my weaknesses so and vice versa right so you know, have to kind of find a way to kind of balance um, it out and the third one um, would be to really like focus on the, spend a lot of time on users like users and customers uh, especially to be in the beginning like nothing else matter like just keep building you know, sh- shipping features and talking with customers. And, you know, basically that's like the only two things that, um, you know, a startup needs to do in the, in the very be- beginning. But we were, you know, doing this and that. And, you know, you can say that it's not focused enough. And now, like, um, in hindsight, like, you know, things like that we could um, do better. Yeah. Um, you worked on SenseBeat around like three or four years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can you give a little bit uh, of an explanation why uh, why there is no sense beat now anymore? Okay, um, so we you know there there were a lot of ups and downs. Like it's very interesting the, the startup journey. Um, so we were you know, mostly in Hong Kong, and then we went to US for a bit to test the market, and then we realized oh like this is not um not a market that we're very familiar with, you know, after some testing and all that, because we had investors there as well. And then we, um, you know, were thinking, oh, we should, you know, launch a product to try in mainland China. And because we were, because our users like kind of growing, but it was like growing like here and there, not a very targeted um, um, user base. So then um, we went to, you know, mainland China and do, to do more and because we had, um you know, investor there our, our major investor actually and then um the we recruited you know two teams there in, in beijing um in uh, guangzhou 
and we started to do more things. But then we realized, like, because、um, knowing customer, knowing the users, are what really matter. But we don't have like、uh, the sense of. Um, you know,、um, the user behavior, the product. So we started to to kind of do different、um, testing and and all that, and none of that, you know, kind of really worked. So then we realized that it, you know, we have tried a lot of the ideas that we had in our mind, and then we were sort of like、um, out of ideas, and that's all. That's always like another good sign. Um, you know, we were talking with different people, and then、um, you know, the retention rate is, you know, has been like not as good. So then, you know, we started to downsize the the company.、Um, it's it was very difficult because like almost no one left. Like we have, you know, the still the core team, you know, from the start to to. All the way to to the end, and then you know, we have a we had a very strong、uh, bonding. But then, because if things are like not you know going well, you know, I also want to be like very honest about it. So then we had to downsize like some teammates and and stuff. So we gradually knew that is sort of coming because we like already experimented with、um, different things. But then still like not finding one that we could sort of. Double down on. So, you know,、uh, after some discussion, we were saying like, if this is the case, then you know we should make you know a tough decision on this. So we we were saying, oh, like we, um, you know, you know, the money is it has been you, um, funding us, and then, um, but then it's like almost run out of money, and、um, the product is not going you know anywhere, and we don't have like a strong. Opinion or strong idea about how we wanted to evolve, so we thought the best、um, decision would be like you know not to waste、uh, everyone's time and make a tough call on this. Yeah, so we had to like shut down and close it, and then talk with、um, investors about it.、Um, to to the you know. so that's how it got uh, uh, kind of gradually stopped. Yeah.、Um. For you at that point,、uh, what did it with you personally when you started realizing that this wasn't going anywhere and that basically the end of the runway was in sight?、Um, what what did that do to you personally? When can you still remember the the moment that you started realizing this isn't going to work? We have to pull the plug here. Yeah, that was very tough. You know, it's. Very close to like a breakup because you know, it, or, or even more so because like um our baby and we had much hope on it and um it was just quite um hard to describe but in a way um I was also telling myself that you know is you know, startup is like a you know easy to fail and not to try to comfort myself but at the same time because we had like a a team you know we're like a family so that becomes um and and investors so that becomes harder to kind of um、uh, digest because it's not like one person thing so um I you know spend a lot of time like thinking you know I I remember during you know those um weeks um. When we had to like you know make a decision, when we had to think about what to say to all、um, shareholders, that period was 
um, you know, a lot of thinking, you know, in my mind. And, you know, like woke up very early and then I was like already thinking about like life and, you know, like in, in general and like, oh, like what should I say and what should I be, you know, um, communicating and um, if I'm communicating like appropriately and, 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 and all that. So and it's the first time that I, you know, encounter, um, you know, this big thing because it's like a very important thing to to kind of uh, uh, need to need to communicate well so you know that was um pretty memorable moment in the sense that um i did not know how other people would respond to that because i'm like already sad and you know it's like our baby but then i still have to tell this bad news um to the people that i care about so that's like you know putting salts on the wound you know is <laughs> it's not as um is 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 really uh, not comfortable but but yeah like you know if this is the tough decision that we have to make then have to make yeah uh, i could tell you from personal experience number 5 and number 6 will be way easier than the number 1 <laughs> no it is um uh, definitely what you what you're saying it's 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 very tough and it's also not only you it's the people that you're responsible for your team uh yeah. quite often at that point you're also responsible for them and their families uh if they already have a family uh, you're responsible for their rent um and and i can definitely yeah. understand how how tough a decision yeah. like that should be so at that point you decide you have to uh, by the bullet you're 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 going through that uh, you have to say goodbye to your baby um personally at that point uh, i already shared it before here but uh, when i had to say goodbye to my first company i was physically sick for a couple of days and i didn't count didn't get out of the apartment for probably over a week but getting over that hurdle um at one point, you had no office. You had you were sitting at home. There was no team. There was nothing there. Uh, can you describe a little bit that moment and when you start realizing there is another day and I have to do something else, find a job or start a new, another company? Can you help us a little bit, shed a light on your thought, thought process there? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I I consider myself as a um, you know happy person, as an optimistic person. So for you know, one of the things that I learned um, in in the uh, Sanskrit time is that, like, every shit make us stronger. So, whenever I encounter like you know very especially like very um, difficult moments, then I would think, oh, like this moment is teaching me, um, you know, a valuable lesson. So, kind of um, remind myself constantly that. So, I think that really helps because um, it, it it won't last like. You know, I think as entrepreneurs, um, being optimistic about future um, is actually quite um, important. So um, during those moments, although it's like very, very tough, I tend to focus on the things that um, I can control and also on the things that I that make, you know, me and the team happy. So after, you know, we, we had some like, have you know uh, conversations <laughs> during those like few weeks and and but I think yeah but I think we were like on the same page that you know this is the right decision um to make and afterward like you said I actually 
like you know after um like making this decision communicating it with with the um team and the um shareholders then i was thinking oh um you know like the future is will be brighter because you know <laughs> um the first one didn't really work and um work harder you know be smarter work harder next time so i actually really wanted to um start um another thing um, of course i also consider other options like you know joining another startup and and all that but then like the the like internal motivation about you know starting a new one um was like very strong as well like so i didn't um think too much and then um after like some time like you know started a, a new uh, tea brand uh with uh with another friend tea brand is something totally different than a scalable mobile app uh service just why why did you do that why why did you go into branding marketing what was there captured you to do this yeah so um you know do, during those few weeks i was like talking with different friends um they were um, comforting me and comforting you with uh, tea with, with sen- no comforting <laughs> comforting me because you know sensory thing and then um they would be like oh you know let's think about the you know next move together and one of um uh, my friend uh raymond so uh we were talking about building interesting thing together and then we were thinking you know what are some of the things that we like that we believe there's a market in that we um, can like generally good we're generally good at you know doing that and you know few factors converge into tea and this is also like something good for um the health as well so um you know basically you know for 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 the tea you know my hometown is in um yunnan um southwestern part of uh, a province in mainland china so it's also like the origin of tea origin of poor and black tea so i thought oh like you know i have a stronger sense of mission um to do that and and, and so we started planning and executing finding designer and for this time it is um you know we we're thinking oh let's try to you know bootstrap this because um you know at at that time like the d2c kind of movement we were like we 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 were actually quite early on that you know d2c like is um direct to consumers so basically we were finding um you know farmland by ourselves going to different provinces and then talk with the um farmers and communicate and then to um ship directly from there to different parts of the world that um what we wanted to to do and how's that going um it's going well it's going well it's um i mean during this time um because of covid it's not as um good but then overall uh, you know it has been a profitable um business so which is good in a way that it put less um uh burden on like you know optimizing the growth and and so on so uh we have more room and uh clarities in terms of our you know roadmap and thinking and yeah uh, do you have investors in this business? Um no. Does like well <laughs> I know what you want to say. <laughs> okay. But uh, no but yeah. it, it's 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 more like uh, do you prefer that or would it have been easier to to build it and grow it if there were investors in there or is the uh, um, uh, a deliberate choice what Yeah so um I think it is a, actually a deliberate choice by uh for this 
um, business because the first one is um, you know invested uh, by uh, in, in investors, and then for this one, we're thinking, oh, like you know, we could try something, you know, um, in this dimension, like something different, like you know, try to bootstrap it and to see how far we we can go and um, the the mindset are kind of different, but I actually also like um, the like kind of venture back because you know in some way it would enable the whole thing to um, definitely grow faster because of more resources in terms of in terms of like the the knowledge from the investors and also the um, the, the capital in itself. So definitely, if we had. Uh, being invested by, by by investors, then we will definitely grow faster. But this is a deliberate choice um, that we have more um, like thinking and um, decisions like that can make by ourselves, no matter if if it's good or bad. But of course, like when when we we're trying to ask you know other people's advice, in the startup communities are generally quite open in you know helping each other. So. This is like one of the things that I really love about like startup is like people helping people and very open about uh, the things that they encounter and and yeah like I was going to um I was like selling this product um uh, the tea and we going to you know rent rented a car you know going to different places in the U.S. um and people are like generally helpful even though they don't know like um you know where I'm from or what. You know, what I'm doing and what I'm actually selling. It was like, oh, you know, you should talk with him or her and talk with the, those companies. And, you know, that really um, helped, yeah. And what's something that's not a secret, but most people don't know about you? Not as... Um, or maybe you can re reveal something that is still a secret, but not after this <laughs> podcast. I like revealing secrets. <clears throat> Let me think. Um, secret. No, I'm like actually quite open about what I, um, uh, uh, like. So I think you know the first thing that popped up in my mind is definitely uh, swimming. <laughs> like especially last year, so I have been like swimming like pretty. I would say pretty um intensely. Um, for some weird reason, like it was start. Um, I started like swimming. I mean, I had been like a swimmer um not a very good one but like okay swimmer back then you know when i was in high school but um for like last year i started to swim like really crazy and uh, like no day off like you know um four days a week a swim three days uh gym and then you know join different like competitions and luckily um one of you um medals you know broke all my personal best um time um, in one day and you know the feeling <laughs> the feeling is just like great yeah <laughs> i'm not like bragging myself but yeah like this is something that um that you know immediately um pop into my mind um if there's one thing you want people to take away from this talk what would it be really really focus um in talking with customers and building the product it's similar to the the second point that i uh, mentioned earlier but this is something that i wish i had done like better and there's a there's a big end is that th the way to communicate with or to learn more from customers um can actually like you know is what people call like customer development so there's a great book about that it's called mom test a lot of people may have heard of it but i think it's like highly recommended because it would save a lot of time so i think 
um, like going head down and like working, building stuff, and then like talking with customer, but can actually talk like in a wrong way. So um, the key would be to you know after reading that book, and and the key is to really um, in an objective way, uh, or let me put it this way, like to try to um, really validate um, to see um, the f- like w- what you think the thing is and what the thing actually is, because two uh, can be very different and often is. Yeah, so um, being like objective and open-minded about bringing the thing um, to the world and like really, you know, reality test it i think this is like critical because as you know entrepreneurs really believe in what we build but then um it's extremely like necessary to see if it actually um uh, what the world needs instead of what you think the world needs and this is like a really big difference actually i would i would call that biased free validation (laughs) so Uh, I want to thank you for your valuable insights and sharing your lessons learned in startups. For the listeners, although the rating system of the podcast is hideous, uh, if you like this Maya Cooper series, you can rate this podcast with five stars as a motivation for the makers. Also want to thank uh, Mizuho Crowdbrain Hong Kong for being a venue sponsor of this episode. And thanks to Kopi Ventures for making this series possible. This is Jeffrey Brewer. Go out and build something meaningful. Thank you.